Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Flaky Biscuit is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Flaky Biscuit, where each episode we're cooking up delicious morsels of nostalgia, meals, and recipes that have comforted and guided our guests to success. Each episode, I'm creating a recipe from scratch based on my guest's nostalgic moment, hand-delivering it to them, and recipes that I'm hoping you listeners are making as well at home. Today, I have a really, really exciting guest. My heart's racing. I'm like, oh man, this is so crazy. I can't believe it's actually happening. A fellow lover of bread making, that's actually what brought us close together, which is no surprise because bread's the greatest thing on the planet, but there's much more than that. She's an admired podcast host, esteemed author, and of course, you might know her for her role as Pam in the office. We are welcoming today, Jenna Fisher. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to oh Flaky Biscuit. <laughs> so exciting. We're having like a mutual nerd out yes. because we're meeting in person for the first time. It's been a couple years in the making now, right? Yeah. I'm out here in LA doing my thing, but you, a couple years ago, decided to support my first cookbook. Well, let me tell you, and I'm not saying this lightly, you were part of something that really, truly changed my life. You and Bonnie O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know Bonnie as well. Yes. Yes. So Bonnie is amazing. You talk about how I got into bread making and we were DMing. This is like one of the perks of 
being, I guess, a public figure <laughs> is that when you're in the middle of bread making and you have a big question, <laughs> sometimes the person who posted the recipe will DM you back. <laughs> it is a nice perk, yeah. I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> but that really started our back and forth. And, um, you know, I started making bread and it was through Bonnie's book, Bread Making for Beginners. But once I felt like maybe I wasn't a beginner anymore, I was looking for that kind of like intermediate mm. thing. But I wanted that same spirit of I wanted to measure my ingredients. I don't want any cups and yeah, tablespoons. You want to weigh them. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Let me say that. Yeah. I want to weigh my ingredients. Weigh them. <laughs> I don't want any cups and tablespoons or any of that business. Uh -uh. But also, you had all of this stuff on your website for sourdough discard. Mm -hmm. And I had so much sourdough discard. <laughs> a lot of people did at that time. And I made your chocolate chip cookies. Yes. I made your Johnny cakes. Your yes. chocolate chip cookies have Whoa. become like a signature. Like people know me for your cookies. Oh, snap. Yes, okay. I get asked to bring them, all that kind of stuff. But here's the way you changed my life. I had started making bread way before the pandemic. I just want to say I was not a pandemic bread maker. I was a pre-pandemic <laughs> yeah. bread maker. I like the line in the sand, like before. I was ahead of the trend. Yeah. I had been working full time as an actress and I was gone a lot from home. And I was like having to do that thing where I'm like FaceTiming my kids to bed, which I hated. Mm -hmm. And even though I loved acting, I was really craving something else, but I didn't know it until I started baking bread. And as you know, to bake bread, you have to stay home. You have to nurture that dough. So I did this thing where I started baking bread every day for like 20 days in a row. Ooh. My husband did have a minor intervention with me where he was like, baby, are you okay? Was there too much dough on like the cabinets or there something? Was, it was just sort of like you started baking bread and you have not stopped. Yeah. But what I realized in that moment, I had this epiphany. I realized, oh my God, I think I want to be home. Mm -hmm. Part of this passion of bread making is because I don't want to leave my house. I want to be here. This is my foundation, is my house. And then I want everything to happen from there. And once I realized that, I like changed my whole life. Wow. I stopped acting. I'm a full-time podcaster which I do mostly from home, uh -huh. that was an epiphany for me. And you were part of that epiphany. Wow. You and Bonnie we changed, changed the my life. I mean it for real. All right, job done. <laughs> Forget the nostalgia. Making meal. amazing food and changing <laughs> lives at the same time. No, I was just hanging out in my kitchen one day and all of a sudden my phone is just blowing up. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, what could possibly be this like critical that people are texting me and say, like, yo, did you see see what? You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, I was like, Jenna Fisher posted about me. I was like, whoa, so I was like, oh, what? <laughs> this is out of the blue, you know? But it, it did create a lot of awareness for my work and helped me sell a lot of books. So I could say the same thing, Jenna. You changed uh. my life as well. And, you know, of course, me and Bonnie had the, you know, the we talk to Jenna Fisher chats on the side. Like, oh, yeah, you know, we got the Jenna Fisher books. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, you know, you already know we had them chats. But now nah, she's a very talented baker. So it's so here we are. We're behind microphones. Like you said, this is what you do now for a living. How has that been, by the way? I love it so much. I get to work with my best friend. Yes. Angela Kinsey is my best friend in real life. And she's my business partner. You know, she was on The Office with me as well, and uh, we've wanted to work together again ever since The Office ended, and now we get to work together, yeah. and it's amazing. We yep. get to set our own schedule. We get to set it around every family activity that we want to be a part of. We get to decide 
how we prioritize things. It's been really important and special. Yeah. Also, like your content and your merch and everything about your podcast is exceptional. So you already know I'm going to need some advice at some point. (laughs) You know what I mean? Some tips and tricks. Um, Well, you asked me about starting a podcast (laughs) and my advice to you was don't do it. It's so much work. (laughs) Yeah. But listen, so you're here at Flaky Biscuit and let's actually let our listeners know why you're even here. So what did I prepare for you today? You prepared for me a St. Louis style Emo's pizza. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and St. Louis has a style of pizza. It is a very, very thin crust, crispy, kind of wafery sort of thing. A little bit of tomato sauce, I think, but barely. It's like almost not. Okay. I'm not sure, though. You probably researched. I haven't eaten it yet. Okay. But then the cheese is a Provel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is a made-up cheese. <laughs> it is a blend of, I believe, provolone and a processed sort of in the family of, say, a Velveeta, but it's not Velveeta, mm-hmm. some odd cheese mixture. And then what you do is you only order it. You don't really go to Emo's and eat this pizza. You either go and pick it up and then you drive it home in the box or you have it delivered because that 30 minutes in the box is the time when the cheese turns into a type of a type of plastic. Yes. That layers the crispy crust. Mm-hmm. And this is the part that non-St. Louisans are most confused by. Why? Enlighten us. <laughs> I don't know, but this is the tradition of the St. Louis style pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. BJ Novak from The Office, he was doing a comedy show in St. Louis and he texted me and he said, hey, what like local food do I need to eat? And I said, you have to hit an Emo's pizza. You have to. It's legendary. Mm-hmm. He thought I was pranking him when he ate it. He said, this is the, like the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten. F you. This is awful. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that was not a joke. I legitimately love it. Uh, And people from St. Louis legitimately love it. Like my husband doesn't love it. Hmm. But I love it. I feel like I would probably like it because I the plastic thing kind of resonates with me. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm a big fan of American cheese. Yes. Um, I'm a huge fan of American cheese. Same. I think it's one of the most delicious and meltable and perfectly textured cheeses. Even and you not work real. with it. And it's a processed cheese. Get this. The other day, I think at Whole Foods here in Burbank or wherever we were, there was an organic American cheese. What is that? I guess. I, I was just like, man, and it was seven bucks for the package. And I was like, bro, the the way people sell and market stuff these days is unbelievable. Organic American cheese. Were you curious? Like, did you want to buy it? I did buy it. And, and? it was cheddar. No, <laughs> it wasn't God, even it was American. I swear it was just cheddar. Um, <laughs> so, so if you're in the pizzeria eating the pizza and you didn't take it away, is there like a perception of people that sit in there and eat? No, because, you know, as a kid, maybe you're going to have your birthday party there. It's okay. Like, you can eat it there. You're just, if you eat it when it's too hot, Uh it's not as good. Uh And how does it stay crispy, though? I don't know. I don't know how it does. It does. It does. So you get get home 30 minutes later and that mug is crispy. Yes. All right. Oh, it's a little crisp. I just, you know, I moved the pizza that I made and we all in this room heard an audible crisp crunch. So I think I might be in good shape here. When was the first time you had this dish? I'm wondering, actually, like, was it a special occasion? Here's the thing. It's one of those things that I have no memory of it ever not being in my life. Mm -hmm. I was probably so young the first time I had it in St. Louis. You just grow up with it. So I feel like it's just always been the pizza of my life. Mm -hmm. But 
I have very specific memories. This is the pizza you order when you're cramming for a chemistry test in high school. This is the pizza you order after prom. Mm -hmm. This was your like late night munchy pizza. So I think a lot of my memories go back to high school with my friends. This is the pizza when you have a sleepover, Mm -hmm. you know? Those like formative, formative years. I'm trying to think like... I think I went to McDonald's after prom, to be honest with you. Sure. <laughs> well, I'm going to describe a little bit of what I did to make this pizza because we had a conversation, I think, like two days ago, and I think I mentioned using yeast. Yes. But it's not really leavened. It's not a leavened dough. No, it's it a, is very, it's, it's very thin. A, it's a thin dough. So I there was no fermentation that occurred here. And there's a lot of flatbreads that you can think of like that, like a Turkish lakmajun is actually. Mm-hmm. So the dough is actually kind of similar to that. You don't really need yeast or fermentation to develop like a good base. So that was that. And the provol thing. Provel? Oh, is it to pronounce provol? Bro, you, I'm oh, asking you. In St. Louis, we've been calling it provel. Oh, no, no, so. don't. I have no clue. I didn't even know what this was until. So she was doing the deep dive. Bridget was doing the deep dive on this pizza. And I make a lot of different pizzas, but I, I don't I know. I know. That was one of the reasons why I picked it, because I'm like, <laughs> if anyone knows pizza. There's no way he can mess it up. But I actually was like, St. Louis, I was like, I know Chicago Cracker Thin. I know like tavern style, kind of Midwest tavern style. Like I know a few different styles, obviously deep dish and all that New York, Neapolitan. But Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, St. Louis. I guess in my head, I thought I knew what to do. And then like a couple days ago, I was like, wait, I don't even, I don't know how to make this. (laughs) And then she's like, Bridget's like this thing called Provel cheese. I'm like, oh, like provolone, right? It's like, nah, son, it's not. There's, I think, is provolone in it. There is. There's, it's a blend. Yes. Yeah, so that's what I had to do. We, I made a blend of white cheddar, Swiss, and provolone. And everything on the internet said I had to add liquid smoke to it. I don't really? Know if, I don't know if you do. Do you associate smokiness with this? Yes. That tracks. So I'm, I'm on the right track here. So I, I made a blend of these cheeses. I literally added the tiniest amount of liquid smoke and I felt like I was like a pit master and the whole house, I was like, yo, am I like smoking a pork belly back here or something? Like what's going on? It's very smoky and some oregano, you know, some dried kind of Italian yep, season that sounds on there. Right. I picked up some crushed Bianco de Napoli tomatoes and I have the thin crust here and I baked it. I just baked it. So I think it's, t- I think the moment has come. I think it's ready. I think it's it time. Looks, it's looking right. So have it, you tried it? No. Oh, this, this, this is, is the first. You don't do a test run. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm excited. No, this is real deal. No BS. Like, I just made this right now in this random oven that I've never used before. So, okay. Let's do it. Let's see. Uh, but so, you got to cut it into the. I know. I got to cut it. <laughs> I got to cut it into squares. You heard me. I'm, Thank you, know. you. You really did deep dive this pizza. <laughs> That's her specialty. Um, <laughs> first, let's see. So, did I pass the aesthetic test? I, I've seen you've been staring at it nonstop. So, I need. I need some thoughts there. Aesthetically, home run. Oof. I give this 100%. It, immediately, it looks like an Emo's pizza. Wow. By the way, Emo's is like, there are other places in St. Louis that do the St. Louis style pizza. Uh-huh. There's this restaurant called Churco's that mm-hmm. my family would go to all the time. But I think of it as an Emo's pizza. Kind of like how every face tissue is a Kleenex. Band-Aid is a Band-Aid. I don't even know what else to call That's it. That's right. <laughs> Q-tips, I mean, really. Yes. What are they? Emo's pizza is going into like frozen food aisles now too. So just, just oh, to let so you, you could know. get a frozen Emo's for my thirtieth birthday. My big splurge. I lived out here in LA. Was that I contacted a local Emo's pizza in St. Louis and I paid them to FedEx me some Emo's frozen pizza on dry ice 
and I served it for my 30th birthday. What? That's how much I love this pizza. What? Oh my goodness. Baller. Yeah. That was, that that's is, how you know you've made it. That's how you know you've made it when you bring that hometown taste to everyone and they're like, what is this? I had only just been cast on the office pilot. It had not even been picked up yet. So I was cast on the office pilot when I was 29 uh-huh. and we shot it. And then when I, I turned 30 in a vacuum, like I assumed that the pilot wouldn't get picked up and I would never see those people again. So I didn't even invite any of the cast to my 30th birthday. (laughs) But with my money that I got from this first job, my first big deal paycheck, I flew in Emo's Pizza, like FedEx on dry ice. It was like, should I buy a new couch or should I fly in the Emo's Pizza? And I just sat on the floor with my pizza. Yeah, no, I don't (laughs) blame you. That's a great moment. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. 
Millions of people have made the switch to Nick Sleek Proof Underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine washable, and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Welcome back to Flaky Biscuit. I'm going to cut it. I think we heard heard a crispiness at some point, but so I got to do the little squares here. Oh yeah, that's crunchy. Oof, let's go. Look at that. That looks I mean, good. How was the how was the square size? Very ratio? good. Yeah? Yes, very good. Complete, very very just good. Complete off the cuff freestyle in here. Here we go. All right, hold on. We should do. I it know. At the let's same eat at the same time. Wait, should we cheers? Eat it? an edge. Cheers. Cheers. Here we go. Ready? I don't know what I'm looking for in the taste. Okay, but... here we go. That is really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. You don't like it? No, no. I'm. <laughs> I think it's delicious. I'm just waiting for the for the truth to come out from you. I think it's phenomenal. Here's what I'll say. The crust is not quite as crispy mm-hmm. as an Emo's pizza. Your cheese blend is really good. It's kind of better. It's a little more upscale okay, okay. than the cheese blend on an Emo's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I should have put it in a box and let it crunch. sit for 30 minutes to, to somehow get it crispy. I'm going to go in for seconds if that's okay. Yes. Okay, seconds is that's a good thing. I actually just talked to um, David Chang about this. I was I actually appeared on an episode of his show, and he was like, you know, the best way to know how someone is feeling when they eat is to just watch their face. They could say anything. I mean, you could say any words to me, but like watching the face and the eyes. Mm-hmm. That's what I was doing when I took a bite. It wasn't that I didn't like it. I was like trying to read your expression. I was like, okay, she's definitely vibing on this, and you got a second slice. So. I um, liked it, and I was afraid you were having, like, a BJ Novak response. <laughs> no. And B- you were like, what has this no. woman made me make? No, me and BJ got to have a talk, man. You got to, let's put some respect on Thank the emo's. Thank you. Let's Thank some, you. Let's put some respect on the emo's name. So to the listeners right now, what we want to know, you know, we talk about something called the Proust effect here, which is food-triggering memory, food-triggering nostalgic moment. And my listeners right now are probably at the edge of their seats wondering, she just took another bite, so y'all got to be patient. She took another bite. We're about to get the answer in a minute. I want to know where you went. I want to know how the smell made you feel, the texture, the flavor. I want, I want to know where your brain went when you had that slice. Yeah, so here's where I am. I'm back in my childhood home, the mm. house I grew up in. In our family room, we had like this shag carpet and um, wood paneling. This was our TV room. And it's sort of taking me back to that time. Oh, that time before like adult responsibility. <laughs> yeah. You know? Whenever you would order this, it was either a treat for like Friday night, oh, let's get a pizza and we'll watch a movie as a family. Right, right. Or it was like, I'm with my very best girlfriends and we're at a sleepover. Or when I say like after prom or like after a school dance, it's like really after after. Mm-hmm. Like the boys have left 
and it's just the girlfriends downloading to each yeah. other over a pizza. Yeah. So those are like the memories that are coming up. Wow. Once again, second time, job done. I'm out. All right, guys. Thank you. <laughs> no matter what the circumstances, no matter what I'm making, it always makes me feel good when I help someone kind of just think about moments that are so pure. So I, I'm really happy that I allowed you to have that moment of bliss and relive those nostalgic moments. It's true. Like, it's such a gift to be able to bake for people or cook for people. There's so much love that goes into it, you know? And you feel that when it's served to you. I mean, I can feel the care and love you took with my pizza. Ooh, man. Boy, I'm feeling good today. Mm-hmm. I need more of it. I told my kids I would bring them home a slice. Oh, there we go. But I, I'm going to eat one more. Yes, do one more. So, you know, we've talked about emos. We've talked about this pizza, but... Growing up in St. Louis, there's other specialties to eat too, right? I mean, what are some other St. Louis food specialties? Just going in for another bite. Just <laughs> gotta just have. I'm ruining your podcast. No, I'm just giving you all the bite. No, your that's what I want. Your engineer is like, tell her to stop. <laughs> Everyone wants to hear people chew these days. So, like, you know, if there's like a Jenna Fisher chewing thing that goes viral, like, you know, it's all good. What was I even talking about? Oh, other St. <laughs> other St. Louis specialties. Yes. Yeah. You know, I've been to St. Louis twice. Okay. I think I had some good barbecue. Oh, I think. Yeah. yeah. All I, right. I so, yes. Yeah. So, St. Louis style barbecue yes. is great. It is not wet. Mm-mm. It's like a kind of like a sticky glaze mm-hmm. of barbecue mm-hmm. on the meat. My parents, they're friends with a chef in St. Louis, and he boils his ribs first. <laughs> then he puts the seasonings on, he puts it on the grill. And then he will do many multiple layers of sauce, but you want it to get nice and sticky. Mm -hmm. That's like, I think, the St. Louis style barbecue. That's what I grew up on. And I've gone other places to get barbecue, and then I feel confused (laughs) by like how very, very wet a lot of barbecue is. Most of the East, Southern, Eastern barbecue. Texas is dry, right? I think Texas is like a dry rub. Yeah. Is Kansas City? Kansas City is more wet. I think Kansas City is more wet. I remember having some very wet ribs in Memphis once. Oh, yeah. So barbecue. um, What else? There's a sandwich, right? I mean, you guys got sandwiches. I mean, like, what else? Do we have a sandwich? So a really famous one is toasted ravioli. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you go back, you're going to want to get some toasted ravs, as we call them. toasted ravs. In the loo. In the loo. (laughs) Um, So it's a meat-filled pasta ravioli that like you could just boil and Mm. then you have it with sauce but you don't instead you bread it and fry it so it is a meat ravioli that is then breaded Mm. and fried and and then you dip it in like a marinara sauce okay and it's delish toasted ravs toasted ravs i'm gonna have to get me some toasted ravs they're really really good and then we also do pork steaks it is a cut of meat Uh that I did not know did not exist outside of St. Louis until I moved to Los Angeles and my parents came in to visit and my dad said, hey, why don't you go grab some pork steaks and I'll I'll grill them for you. Uh And I went and I came home and I called him. I was like, dad, they don't have them here. He's like, Jenna, go ask the butcher to give you some pork steaks. So I asked the butcher and he just blank face. He's like, pork chop? I'm like, no, it's not a pork chop. It's a pork steak. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything else. Couldn't get it. Call my dad. My dad's like, Jenna, this is not a hard task. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I asked the butcher. He doesn't know what I'm talking about. 
So my parents came out. My dad went in. He's like, I'll handle this. <laughs> He's like, goes in, asks the butcher. I remember him coming back to my apartment and being like, yeah, they don't have them here. I'm like, I know. Wow. So I think it's part of the rump. Mm-hmm. It's thinner than a traditional pork chop. I think it's a pretty cheap cut of meat. But you put that on a grill and then you put barbecue sauce on it and it's so good. Wow. So that's a St. Louis thing. I'm so hungry for that. We also have a frozen custard that we're really famous for. Oh, Mm -hmm. I know what you're talking about. Ted Drew's frozen custard. put the thing Mm -hmm. upside down and it doesn't fall or something like that? Ted Drew's? Yes. I've been there. Okay. Uh I'm going to say something very scandalous right now. Oh shit, you're going to shit on it? This might get me kicked out of St. Louis. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer... Just a Dairy Queen blizzard. Ooh. Shot, wow. That's... Which also turns over, right? They turn uh. over the blizzard. I just, custard, like frozen custard, that is a little too thick to mm. me or something or very dairy forward. Mm. I barely like custard as a dessert right. anyway. So right. like if to then freeze it and then add a Snickers to yeah, it, it, that's sucks. a lot for me. It sucks. Just say it. I don't need to go there. Yeah. I will hit a Dairy Queen Preferably wow. instead. The growing list of sponsorship deals that I will not be getting. <laughs> you you liked it. <laughs> yeah, you kind of just crushed my one food memory from St. Louis. You kind of you kind of definitely humbled me. I do have to say, like researching St. Louis food, like there is a lot of like specific items, but some of them were created on accident. Like was the toasted ravioli? That was an accident. That had to have been an accident. Sounds like an accident. And a gooey butter cake. Oh, how have I not mentioned the gooey butter cake? (laughs) Was that an accident? Yes. Apparently they they messed up the measurements. They actually used too much butter instead of dough. And then because it was like during the time of the Great Depression, they were like, oh, let's just sell it and see what happens. And it was a hit. Gooey butter cake will give you a heart attack. It's like a heart attack and a slice of cake. Mm. It is so good. That was my birthday cake growing up every year. My mom would bake us, she would make us our favorite meal. Talk about how food is like a way that you nurture people and make them feel special. We got to request our favorite dinner and then whatever dessert we wanted. We always asked for gooey butter cake. It is basically made from cream cheese, butter, powdered sugar Mm. on top of a very thin cake base. So there's a little bit of cake and a lot of goo. (laughs) It's like the idea of cake, but it's goo forward. (laughs) It's essentially just a a slice of goo. It is. (laughs) And so I'll have you know, on The Office, there were three of us performers who were from St. Louis, Ellie Kemper, Phyllis Smith, and myself, and then one of our directors, Ken Quapis, and then our first AD, Rusty Mahmood, five of us from St. Louis. Mm. So we would have a little St. Louis club, and we decided one day that we were going to do a gooey butter cake bake-off Yes, between me... Ellie and Phyllis, we all had, you know, our recipes, our version of the recipe. And then we did a blind taste test. Guess who won? Uh, Jenna Fisher. Maybe me. (laughs) Might have been me. Wow. I mean, what took yours to the next level? I'll tell you. Exactly. My mom has a special trick where about five minutes before it's done baking, you pull it out of the oven, you give a little shake of powdered sugar on the top and put it back in for the last five minutes. And that creates almost like a little creme brulee crisp Mm. on the top of that gooey layer. Wow. And people flipped out for it. You should have trademarked that. You just gave your secrets away to the world. I realize that now. (laughs) (laughs) Edit it out. Cut it out. Don't give away the gooey butter tips. I would rather everybody have the pleasure of that. 
Yeah. Then keep it a secret. Yeah, there's no point in keeping mama's tips a secret. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I tell people how my mom makes a good tortilla. You know, I'm like, yo, it's the coconut milk, bro. And people are like, oh snap. I'm like, you still ain't gonna do it like my mom, so it don't really matter. Yeah. What I <laughs> we mentioned uh, the fried raviolis. You you worked as a fry cook before, right? I thought that this was really interesting information. I worked at a Long John Silver's. Yes, Long John mm-hmm. Silver's. Talk to me about that fry station life. How was that? Well, I'll tell you what, I had to fight my way onto the fry line mm. because back in the day, the girls were allowed to work the register. We had to smile and greet customers, face forward, that's who they wanted. And then they put all the dudes in the back on the fryer. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, is if you work the fryer, you got like 55 cents more per hour. And I was like, wait a second, that's like not even fair. I'm like, I want to train to use the fryer. I want to make more money. Right. And I had to fight. I had to fight my manager. I had to give him a big speech about how I was going to sue this establishment for sexual like discrimination. Hell yeah. So he got freaked out. (laughs) He let me train on the fryer. And I'm going to say it was a mistake. (laughs) Yeah. How was it changing the oil? (laughs) Not fun. The worst. You know what? That stuff splatters. Mm-hmm. It splatters on your hand. I had like burns on my it wrist. It gets in your hair. gets in your skin. It's a smell you can't you, get you... rid of too. I mean, we were frying fish, y'all. Yeah. yeah. And hush puppies yeah. and shrimp scampi. Oh, snap. I was back there. It was like day two. Yeah. And I was like, this is a You already broke down. Them, fi- them extra 50 cents better have been worth it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, okay. Get that extra Snickers bar. <laughs> I'm like, can I, maybe I could just take a shift up front. <laughs> Next week. Damn. And this was was during high school. During high school. So this, my very first job, I worked at a kennel and I wasn't even 16 yet. Like my parents had to drive me to that Mm -hmm. job on the weekends and I would clean out all the kennel runs and walk the dogs and feed them and all that. That was awesome. But then once I was able to drive, I could drive to Manchester Road. This is like the big road in the suburb where I lived. And I just sort of worked my way up and down Manchester (laughs) Road. I worked at Long John Silver's. (laughs) Then I worked at an ice creamery called Victoria's Ice Cream. So I was an ice cream scooper and made all the shakes and all that stuff. And then I eventually settled at Mickey's Car Wash. That job was so great. I washed cars. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. That was like one of my favorite jobs. I worked there three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that must have been. A, they had benefits or something. Jeez, oh, no, the you, car wash was uh, <laughs> was uh, was like the place to be. <laughs> you made your hourly wage plus tips. Uh-huh. So I didn't get any tips at Long John Silver's or when I was working this the soda fountain. I wasn't a waiter, so I didn't get tips. Mickey's, like, you could really hustle on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. Every car that came through would give you $1, maybe $2. And so it really added up. Man, so you came to L.A. and you came to become an actor. Yeah. How was that grind? I mean, what was it like to go from St. Louis to L.A. to make this step? Yeah, well, I didn't know anybody. There were a few people I knew out here who had gone to my same college, and they'd come out before I did. So Mm -hmm. they graduated before me. That's the only people that I knew. I didn't know anyone in the industry that I wanted to work in. Mm -hmm. But when I was in high school, we had to take a mandatory typing class. Yes. And I did very well. What was your highest speed? I could type 89 words per minute with 98% accuracy. Wow. That is quite impressive. It's all in the accuracy. I always say that. I'm like, anyone can type gibberish really fast, but like I could type real words mm -hmm, mm -hmm. without a bunch of editing. Mm -hmm. So I came out here and I just registered for a temp agency, an administrative temp agency. 
and I had really good typing skills. So I ended up working quite a bit as a typist. I did also work in catering, Mm -hmm. but I never worked as a waiter or a waitress. But those were my side hustles Mm -hmm. were catering and then some form of typing, like transcriber, administrative assistant, receptionist. Like that's what I did. That makes sense because you then you've written a book about how to survive when you're trying to be an actor. So it's that skill set kind of came full circle. Yes, more typing. <laughs> more more <laughs> typing. Having a good time? Stay flaky. We'll be right back. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. 
Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. All right, all right, let's just jump back in. So your first book, The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide, I mean, a roadmap of sorts, right, for people that are aspiring to act. And I want to, well, I know you're real is because you talk about taking advantage of buffets. All right. So like you're straight up talking about like saving food, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. How food features heavily in this book. As I was writing it, I realized it's a very food forward survival yeah, guy. You're food forward, Jenna. <laughs> I think sure. I you am. Are, what are your thoughts on the LA food scene? Well, I'll tell you, there were a lot of foods I'd never tried before until mm-hmm. I came to LA. I had never had sushi. Mm-hmm. I had never had good Mexican food, like mm-hmm. authentic Mexican food. I Like, orale güey. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, like, you come to LA and there's just like a street cart that's the best Mexican food you've ever eaten, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, I'd never tasted a lot of these flavors. I'd never had Indian food before I came to Los Angeles either. I learned that my parents were not very adventurous eaters, <laughs> <laughs> is what I realized. St. Louis has a very big Italian community. They've got all these restaurants. We call it The Hill. And so... I had eaten my fair share of pastas and pizzas and all those sorts of things, a lot of burgers and barbecue, but I hadn't branched out. And so that was really exciting to me. Getting to discover all these new ways to eat food was very cool. Yeah, that's what these big cities do. And it's interesting how immigration pattern basically dictates like what you eat, where you grow up, right? Yeah. Like the... I'm from New Orleans. You know, the first time Bridget comes, she's like, oh, we should order Chinese. I'm like, nah, <laughs> let's not. <laughs> you know, of course, there are Chinese restaurants there. But like, you know, when you live in New York City and then you visit New Orleans, I'm like, I- I'm definitely not going to get Chinese food. You know, because yeah. there's Vietnamese food I will get because there's a huge Vietnamese community there. So I didn't know that. Yeah, not a lot of people do. Some of the best pho you'll ever have in Banh Mi. Wow. But L.A. is one of those cities where, I mean, take your pick. I mean, you got soul food. You got, yeah. you know, you got you got everything here. Experiencing New York and L.A. is just a different animal. It's mm-hmm. just a different beast of the reality of like how other cultures eat. Mm-hmm. And it's like accessible. Like I could go eat Albanian food right now, probably, I think. That's somewhere. what's so crazy. You probably could. <laughs> yeah. Well, where is where have you eaten your best meal? Me? Yeah. Whoa. Who? Ever? I don't know. Or maybe just the first one that comes to mind. Like what you think of like an amazing meal you had and you're like, it was in this place. Like I know mine. Oh, that, yeah. I know the one that just popped in my head. Okay, I'll go. I'll go okay. first. So in Honduras, there's a lake. It's called the Lago de Johoa. And they go out right there in front of you and catch the fish and they clean it and deep fry it and they serve it to you immediately. And it comes with arroz y frijoles, black beans and rice with an encurtido, pickled vegetable mixture and a little bit of salsa and some crispy flied platanos. Okay. The first time I had that with my mom and my uncle, I mean, I was just completely blown away. I wow. Was, I think I was 21 because previously in my Honduras trips, I was a kid. So they just gave me like 
sodas and mm-hmm. cornflakes and what i was like <laughs> he's a kid just give him whatever you know but at that moment i was like 20 or 21 it changed my perception of my culture's food i, I realized how culinarily rich it is there so i would say off the top of my head that meal came up immediately wow what's yours <laughs> so my husband and i were traveling in tokyo mm-hmm. and we We're so excited to eat in all just like the fanciest places in Tokyo. Months ahead of time, we got these reservations and all the meals were great. They were. But then we heard about this ramen place deep in the corridors of this train station. Oh, snap. And we went down there and we waited in a long line of just like Japanese business people. Like Uh everyone's in their suits. They're clearly on their lunch break. This line snaked through the halls of this train station. You get up, you order it from a vending machine. Whoa. There is no English. I don't know what. I'm ordering it from a picture. There's like a picture and I'm like, this one? And I just pressed a button and then you sit down at a very cramped little table. No one's talking. Everyone's just eating and slurping. They brought me my bowl of ramen, and it is still to this day one of the most delicious broths, like the richness of every sip. I did not want it to end. I've been chasing it ever since, you know. I thought, I was like, oh my God, I love ramen. (laughs) I don't love ramen. I mean, ramen is fine. I loved that bowl of whatever that was. Wow. And it makes me want to go all the way back to Tokyo. I will eat there every day. Wow. I will eat there twice a day. I'm so jealous that people are just eating it on their lunch break. So next time we're together, I'll try to recreate that. Not. Couldn't do it. (laughs) I doubt I could ever recreate that. That you got me thinking, like, do I even know what ramen is? You know what I mean? Like, I know. I'm like, I've had ramen. I've had ramen in New York and there's great places there, too. But no, this was like other level. So if y'all out there and see a line of businessmen, get in the line. Um, we could talk about food all day. At the end of our, our podcast, we play our flaky game and I think it's time. Wait, are we at the end of the podcast I think already? I think we're running this into the- This has been too much fun. I know. I, I kind of want to continue to talk about different culinary traditions and experiences with you, but <laughs> I guess we'll just have to have a round two of some sort. Have me back. All right. So we're here in the flaky game now. Will she get these questions right? Of course, you got, you've already answered- most of them. Really? But we will <laughs> we will march forward. So, it's multiple choice. Okay. All right. It's all about St. Louis food. Okay. Let's begin. The pork steak comes from what butchers call pork butt. On what part of the pig will you find it? On the tush. On the tush. That's correct, right? On the tush? I thought it was the shoulder. Oh, is it the shoulder? Well, pork butt is the shoulder, correct? This could be why the butcher was so confused when I was asking. I'm like, Por- it's part of the rump. I'm- <laughs> like, this part. It's like your upper thigh into the glute. That is literally what I thought it was. He was like, I'm not sure that's the kind of meat you're going to want to eat. You want the, and I'm like, the real I rump. think I do, sir. Because pork butt why is the Why is it called the butt? Why do they call it the butt? Because they if want, it's a shoulder, they want to this confuse is confusing. All of us, but because of that slight confusion, I believe your answer holds true. It's the butt, which is the shoulder, which is the rump, which means you're right. Okay, so, except that in saying it, I believed I was eating it, the butt of a pork. <laughs> the actual pork butt. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. You know that part that you have to do like a deep stretch to open up like your yes. your upper 
hip yes. into your glute. Yeah. I thought that's what we that's, were eating. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm, I'm, now I'm like thinking of a pig stretching <laughs> and trying to figure out what part I'd be eating. We're going to move on now. Uh, All right. Ooh, I don't think we talked about this. What is a famous type of St. Louis sandwich? Is it an Italian sub? Is it a Philly cheesesteak? Is it the Gerber special or is it a pastrami on rye? Okay. I'm going to say Italian sub mm. because of all of the delicious Italian subs mm-hmm. I've eaten in St. Louis. You know, I have to default to my statisticians over here. It's apparently the Gerber special. What is a Gerber special? Uh oh. Well, what's Ger- on that sandwich? A Gerber sandwich is a hot, open faced sandwich served in St. Louis. It consists of a Italian or French bread spread with garlic butter and topped with ham and Proville cheese. Uh-huh. Seasoned with a sprinkling of paprika. We love that cheese in St. Louis. So, so ham, Proville, paprika, and toasted. Yo, it sounds pretty good. It's sounding a little bit like an Emo's pizza as a sandwich, <laughs> <Is> frankly. <it? laughs> and our last question here, which of these is not something created in St. Louis? Okay. Toasted ravioli, gooey butter cake, Deep dish pizza or fried brain sandwiches? I think the deep dish pizza. Yes, correct. Did but... Chicago do that? Yes. yes. Or are they just famous for it? They, they I don't it. know what the deal is with the deep dish anymore. Like everyone like talks bad about it. I and don't then like it. People in Chicago are like, we don't really eat that. We eat, the, we eat the thin style. And I'm like, guys, I mean, you know, it seems like deep dish has been discarded into the abyss. Too much <laughs> dough. You need like a fork and knife. If I can't pick it up with my hands, I feel like it's not a pizza. Ooh, I'm just going to say it. I love okay? that Okay, I'm drawing bite. a line in the sand. You have to hold it in your hands. I, I you know, listen. It's more like a casserole. It, yeah, I think pizza's a flatbread, right? Yes. And Deep dish pizza is not a flatbread. It is so not. I don't. I will say it is tasty, though. I mean, it's meat and cheese and sausage. I mean, you know. So, of course, finally here on Flaky Biscuit, we always talk with our guests about something that's important to the community or, you know, any kind of organization that we use our successes in life to kind of support, to give back, to just bring awareness to. So I'd love for you to talk to me about Miri's List and let my listeners know what they can do to help and support. Sure. Well, Miri's List is an organization that helps recently arriving refugee families get their footing in Los Angeles. What's really special and interesting for this podcast is that food is a big part of Miri's List Mm -hmm. because having families come in from somewhere else where they have really nothing, you know, everyone, I've worked with these families and, and they come in and they have a backpack and it's a backpack that they've had maybe for two years in a refugee camp. So when they arrive, they don't have much. And so Miri's List will help set them up with housing and clothing and help with language. And there's just so many things. I mean, we've all moved to a different city before, right? Like within our own country, with our same language. And it can just, you're suddenly like, wait, I go into the grocery store and like, where's all the stuff? And it's stressful and it's, I don't have things. When you have that situation and then you don't know the language and you don't know the food and everything smells different. And also the reason you left your house was not because you were excited about a new opportunity, but because you were fleeing danger. Mm -hmm. It just takes on a a whole other level. And one of the things that's really important to Miri's List is not just like 
giving people stuff, but creating a community of support. And one of the things that they do is they have a supper club and they will have new arriving families cook their cuisine and then bring people in that neighborhood together to eat that family's cuisine and learn about that family's story and why they're now in that community. And it just creates this excitement in the neighborhood to learn about these people and and create a network of support. They call it the beehive. You mm. know, you kind of create a hive around these new families. So it's really, really special. And it's been such a honor to get to work with them. I just love it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what better way to make people feel some form of community than with food? Through a meal. Through a meal. And yeah. better yet, like cooking what they like to eat with these new neighbors, right, who have to kind of just like help them integrate into society. I mean, that that's beautiful, Jenna. I mean, I really, really appreciate you bringing that up and letting our listeners know about this. How can we, what can we do? I mean, besides like, the, you know, donate, volunteer. I mean, what are, what are the things that can be done by us, right, by me, by these listeners? Sure. Well, if you go to miriaslist.org, they've got all these different ways that you can support the organization. A really simple, really easy one that you can do with your whole family or even like if your kid's school is looking for a project, you know, as a way for kids to learn about being of service in their communities is every time a new family enters Mary's List, they get a box of supplies. And in that box, they like to have some sort of homemade item. So something that was made by hand, maybe it's an afghan, maybe it's a knitted hat, like something like a housewarming gift, because the box of stuff is very impersonal. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. toilet paper and, you know, toothbrushes and Mm -hmm. things like Mm -hmm. that. So how can you put something personal in that box? So if you like to knit or if you are a person who like makes homemade tablecloths or placemats or something, something that we can give that feels like it's from the heart, you can box those up and send those off to Miri. But another thing is every box comes with a handwritten welcome letter. Mm -hmm. And they even have examples of welcome letters. Draw a picture on it, whatever it is. Miri is really amazing because she thinks, what would I want if I just got somewhere? Mm -hmm. You know, what would make me feel welcome? The idea is welcoming people into the country under these unfortunate circumstances. And so they like to give those touches. So those are really easy things you can do from anywhere in the country. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if you're local, come on down to one of the meals. You know, if you purchase one of the meals, that money goes to the organization and you'll get to meet the family. And um, you can donate supplies. You can help go package up supplies. That's here in LA? That's here in LA. My husband and I, we found out about it and um, we've done a number of deliveries with Miri to different families. I mean, I have so many stories of (laughs) going into their homes and um, talk about food. My gosh, most of the families that we've delivered things to are from Afghanistan or Syria. Mm. They always want to offer you tea or offer you something in return for you giving them whatever it is that, you know, you've brought. And so there's that sense of community of like, you're my neighbor. You're a person who I want to join this country that warmth is like a big part of the organization's philosophy. Wow. Jenna, we need more of that in this country. That was That's just beautiful. Aww. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> we need so much of that in this country. And I really, really appreciate 
all of that work that you're doing, I would love to start supporting as well. To the listeners, it's mirrorslist.org. Check all that info in the show notes. Make sure that you get down with this because this is super, super important for people coming into this country who are now our family, our brothers, our sisters. And I appreciate you sharing that with us. We also appreciate you just being here on Flaky Biscuit. This was an unreal, surreal, crazy moment to have you here and chat. We have so much more to talk about, it seems, whether it's about food or whether it's about deep frying hush puppies or changing, you know, whatever. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I bet our listeners will as well. And I want to just thank you so deeply for being on Flaky Biscuit. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, fam. If you want to try my St. Louis-style pizza, you can find it on Shondaland.com. And fam, I want to know how it goes. Share it with our community on Discord. Tag me, Artisan Brian. Tag Miss Jenna Fisher on Instagram. Tag Shondaland as well, of course, and post a photo. I'm be very curious. And a little tip for you, if you can't find that provolone cheese, you can make it yourself by combining white cheddar, Swiss, provolone, and a little liquid smoke. Don't forget to check out Miri's List at mirieslist.org. You can find my handle and all the links I mentioned in the show notes for this episode. So if you like Flaky Biscuit, you know what to do. Leave us a rating or review, share, subscribe, like, all of that. Flaky Biscuit is executive produced by Sandy Bailey, Alex Alche, Lauren Homan, Tyler Klang, and Gabrielle Collins. Our creative producer is Bridget Kenna, and our editor and producer is Nicholas Harder, with music by Crucial. Recipes from Flaky Biscuit can be found each week on Shondaland.com. Subscribe to the Shondaland YouTube channel for more Flaky Biscuit content. Flaky Biscuit is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. 
rugged, resilient, and timeless.